Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise, please? Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. We pray that your mighty spirit descends on everyone here present. Open the eyes of our understanding that we will know the riches of the glory of your inheritance which you have in the saints. Grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Help us to behold wondrous things in your word. To you be glory and praise forever and ever. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? If you are excited, why don't you appreciate the Lord with a hand clap? Wow. Hallelujah. Great. It's good to see you all. Um, we've been on a, um, a, a governmental or a government-induced break um, for, the, for a, a whole month. And I'm happy that we have the opportunity to come together again. Amen. Yeah, you don't look, it's only one, two, three in Zwa and only one or two people who are happy. Yeah, great. So it's a blessing and I pray that this morning in the time that is provided for this second service, God will speak to us. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Kazi. how are you? It's good to see you. Sure, ne? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see Willie Cassie and Ayanda. Got a new haircut. Okay, it's also powerful. It's nice. Yeah, or you cut your hair. It's not a new one. You just cut your hair. You've not been cutting your hair before now. You've cut it. You look nice. Stay that way. Amen. It's easy to find a beloved for you with that than what was before. like that <laughs> well it's a blessing like I said and I want to share a few thoughts with you you know I want to share a few thoughts with you no I'm saying it because you know God may have said to the sister oh that guy with the rocky hair then when she comes now it's different you know it's, it's all you get it uh-huh. but anyway let's go on amen before we went on the break, I shared with you a few thoughts regarding the tithe. I started to share with you why God established the tithe. And I want to take a quick, a few minutes to do a recap and then we go on to it. Because I believe that August 
is the month of the tithe. Like not every August, this August is the month of the tithe. And I don't want anybody under the sound of voice, anybody I teach all the time to miss out on what God wants to do in our lives. Amen. So I've come to challenge you. I've come to encourage you. I've come to inspire you. I've come to guide you. I've come to help you to become a tithe payer and to help you to understand and know why God established the tithe. Amen. So let's start with Proverbs chapter 3, reading from verse number 9 through to verse number 10. Maybe let's start with verse, verse, verse 10 first, then we come to verse 9. Sometimes you read the answer, then you come to the question. Amen. Amen. Students, when you are studying, look at the question, go to the answer, then you go into the textbook to study. It makes it easier for you. So you know why you are reading what you are reading. Or what chapter 14 is for. Amen. Or when to use chapter 14. Amen. So verse 10 says, So shall thy bands be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now from this simple piece of scripture, the Bible is telling us that you can be in a disposition or a state where your bands, your bands refers to your store, where you keep your goods, that it will be filled with plenty. May that become your story. That your storehouse will be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. God is bringing us into a state where new things, new opportunities, new resources, new income will become available to us. And I'm not talking about resources and income that will be available to us through looting. But it will be real opportunities. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, some of you looted. You are still broke. You don't get rich by looting. Bible says there is no rest for the wicked. Yeah. So you went to loot a shoe, but what you have the price you have paid is your rest. Yeah. It's not a case or anything. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. So I pray that you will get an opportunity to make up for it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. Tuesday, if you like, we can address it. But today we are talking about the tithe. Lipon does amen. Yeah, you've gone to loot new hair. No rest. No, not Lipondo. I mean, I'm just, it's just a coincidence. No rest. No rest. Oh, you see. No rest. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty and their presses burst out with new wine. Now, who are the people who are going to enjoy this blessing of plenty? and newness. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. So here, it tells us two two conditions. One, honor God with your substance. It means what you are going to honor God with must be substantial. When we say something is substantial, it means the the impact of the thing can be felt. The thing can be touched. The thing can be held. It's heavy substance. Not singing. You know, Today's Christians, we, 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 we tend to want to bribe God with singing. He said, because I sing a song offering. 
There's a place for a song offering. There's a place for a clap offering. Do you get it? And there's also a place for substantial offerings. So he says, honor God with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. I'm talking about the first fruit of your increase. The word substance just brings our mind to the fact that God is talking about honoring him with your goods, with your money, with, your, with something that's substantial. Then the first fruit of your increase, anything that comes to increase you, God is saying that honor me with the first fruit. Now, the word first fruit is the same as the word tithe. It's the same word for the word tithe, or it's referring to what we know in the Bible called the tithe. So we read from Leviticus 27 verse 30, the Bible says all the tithe of the land it is, of the, it is for the Lord. It is holy unto him. It says, and all the tithe of the land, whether it be, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's and it is holy unto the Lord. So the Bible tells us that the tithe, which is the first fruit of your increase, it is for the Lord. It's already for the Lord. And it is holy unto the which means it is separated unto God. And the Bible says we should honor God with this very tithe. This thing that is the first part, the first fruit of our increase. It belongs to God. And Proverbs tells us that let's honor God with, with, with it. Let's give it to God as a way of honoring him. Like I told you that time, in every good house, the head of the house, there are things that the father uses, there are things that the mother uses. We don't give it to other people. Amen. Amen. We don't give it to other people. In my house, I hear I have a spoon, a fork, and a knife. My wife bought it specially for me to use as the head of the house. Do you get it? The only reason why I don't use it is that when I'm hungry, I don't have time to wait for it. So the day is brought to me, I use it. But when I'm alone in the house and I'm hungry, look, I just find the one that is there quickly. But at least I know that there's a special fork, knife, and spoon. Do I have a teaspoon? And teaspoon, yeah. For me. Yeah. It's no use to serve anybody. It's only use for me. And it's not the one you are thinking about. Some of you are having ideas. No, no, no. It's not gold. It's not. It's just. A, it's just. This one has my name on it. Say amen. The same way God's name is on the tenth of everything you get. Verse thirty-two. Let's read it quickly. It says, and the tithe of the lamb. Blah 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 blah. Thirty-two. And concerning the tithe of the herb and of the flock and even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, a tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Which means a tenth shall be separated unto the Lord. Now, what is he talking? He says, anything that passes under the rod. Now, look at it this way. You are on this side. The rod is here. The rod is between, separates you and God. Now, anything that passes from the other side of the rod... To come to you. A tent is for the Lord. A tent. So any t- 
type of increase we get as Christians and is for the Lord. We are supposed to come to God and say, thank you for giving me what you have given me. I've come to give a tenth back to you. I've come to give it back. Am I the one who preached this one to you? I think it's Pastor Tyler who preached it to you. Oh, okay. So I'm preaching it for the first time. I'm copying Pastor Tyler. Okay, please. I'm just, I just, because you look like I've not seen you before when I'm using these words. The first service people, they look like I've spoken to them about it. But you look very green. Green means new. Okay. Yeah, fresh. Say amen. Amen. So anything that passes under the road and comes to you, the God is expecting us to give a tenth to God. Now, the word tenth is the word tithe. And I said the tithe or the tithe is 10%, a tenth of anything that comes to you. Any increase you get, 10% belongs to God. So anything you get, you just divide it by 10 and give one to God. Very simple like that. Everybody can do it. And everybody is supposed to pay tithe. Once you eat, you must tithe. Once you eat, it means the food cross from your mother to you, you must tithe. It's an increase. It cross from your boss to you. It's an increase. You must give a tenth to God. It cross from Sasa to you. It's an increase. You must give a tenth to God. A cross from Nasfas to you. It's an increase. You must give a tenth to God. Yeah, a cross from you. Your mother gave it to you. I give my children pocket money every month. What I give to them, they pay tithe. I ensure that they pay tithe. On it. Because it has crossed from me. Yes, when it came to me, I paid tithe on it. But when I gave it to them, it's also an increase in their lives. It's an increase in their lives. So they also tithe on it. I started to teach them when they were very little. Keep them pocket money. Anybody who gives you, I say, hey, where's your tithe? This one man that we have not been coming to, I've been watching them closely. Where's your tithe? I'm waiting for it. Yeah. I'm teaching them so when they grow, they will not leave it. Yeah. So, anything that comes to you, 10% is for God. Now, the question we ask ourselves is, why did God establish such a thing called the tithe? When he knows that even the whole thing that I have is not enough. Charles Bronson, James Bond, Bruce Lee, Jet Lee. Uh Uh-huh, you. Listen to me, okay? I'll finish now, then you can... Sure, ne? good. You even have two phones. You are WhatsApping one to the other. Wow, powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ne? So, why did God establish the tithe? So, the mysterious reasons for God establishing the tithe. Number one. The first one. God established the tithe. The tithe for people to show gratitude to him. God established the tithe. One of the reasons why God established the tithe is for you and I to come and show gratitude to him. Gratitude means to be grateful, to be thankful, to come and say, God, thank you. 
Thank you for giving me. Thank you for letting something cross from there to me. Deuteronomy chapter 26. We read verse 1. It says, and it shall come to pass when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee an inheritance to possess it and dwellest therein. Thou shalt take the first. Thou shalt take the first. Or thou shalt take the first of all the fruit of the earth. Which thou shalt bring of the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee. And thou shalt put it in a basket. And thou shalt go to the place where the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest and that, that is in those days. And shall say to him, I profess this day unto, un, unto the Lord thy God that I am come Unto a country which the Lord swore to my fathers to give us. So it says, when you come into the land that God has given to you, when you come into the promise that God has given to you, when you come into the place that God Himself has brought you into, the situation that He has brought, not that you brought yourself into it, but God brought you into it. You will take the first, the tithe of the increase that has come to you, and you will go to the priest. And you go, number one, to the place where the Lord has chosen. Not the place that you have chosen. The place that the Lord has chosen. And you will go to the priest. You go to the priest. You go to the priest. You put it in a basket and go to the bed and say, I have, I, I profess, I say today, I confirm today that it is God who has brought me into this situation to bless me. Many of us, God brings us into situations. God blesses us. God brings an income to us every month, every week. But we forget about God. When it's time to come and be grateful to God, we choose not to. We decide, oh no, it's not enough. Choose not to. We conveniently forget that God exists. Well, God brought you into that situation. It was not so for you in some time past. You came into a situation that has left. You didn't have a job before. Now you have a job. You earn an income. It is God that gave you. You see, Bible says, Thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. For you to get something, God is the one who gives you power to get it. God is the one who gives you power to get it. Without God, you cannot come into it. You cannot have it. Yeah, you cannot have it. I know people who have jobs, but they don't have health to go and do their jobs. Yeah. I, don't, I know people like that. I know people who are healthy, they don't have the opportunity to earn an income. I know people with your same qualification. Some of them, even with a better qualification than yours, yet cannot get a job. And I know people who have jobs and keep getting new jobs. It's one of the things that amazes people that somebody is working, then they get another job. Somebody is sitting at home unemployed, they can't find a job. And you ask yourself that, FMB, if you want to employ somebody, this sister, she's already working at APSA. Why do you want to employ her? And me, I'm sitting at home. I'm not working for anybody. Why don't you employ me? No, they want the one who's also working for APSA already. I, I finished school with her. I even did better than she did. I remember I even helped her with some of her assignments. 
But you are you want to take her, you won't take me. I am her teacher, take me, they won't take you. Yes, several times I've seen it over and over and again. So it's good. Let's read this Corinthians uh, Chronicles. Chronicles 29. First Chronicles 29. I'm reading from verse 10. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our fathers, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. He said, everything that is in heaven and on earth is for you. For thine is the kingdom. Let's go on. O Lord, thou art exalted as head above all. Now listen, both riches and honor come from thee. And thou reignest. Riches and honor comes from who? It comes from God. It doesn't come from Sasa. It doesn't come from the ANC. It doesn't come from you. It comes from God. Riches and honor come from thee. And thou reignest over all things. And in thy hand is power and might. And in thy hand it is to make great. And to give strength unto all. For you to have strength and to go to work. It is in God's power to give it. If God doesn't give it. You ain't got it. Yeah. If he doesn't give it you don't have it. If he doesn't give it you don't have it. So when we come with our tithe, a tenth of what belongs to God, a tenth of what God has given us, when we come back to God to give it to God, we are saying, God, I am grateful. I acknowledge that it was for you and you gave to me. You have chosen to give to me. Now therefore, oh God, we thank thee and praise thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer willingly after this? Now listen to the final part. It says, for all things come from thee and of thine own have we given to you. He says, even what we are giving to you, our tithe that we are giving to you is for you. And we are giving it back to you. When you pay your tithe, you have not done something fantastic. You actually don't deserve a clap. As in like applause. No, you have just done what you must do. It says of thine own. Have we given to you? What, what we are giving to you already belongs to you. We are just being good people. We have brought what is, we are trying not to be thieves. So we have brought what belongs to you. To you. When we give our tithe, we are just showing God that we are grateful. That God can trust us. That we are not thieves. The government cannot trust us. The government cannot trust us. Do you know why? I know the government cannot trust. That's why they take their tax from us before it comes to us. As for the government, they have watched the way we have treated God over the years. And they've realized that these people are ungrateful. They cannot be trusted. So instead, instead of giving them their salary and say, okay, bring your, your tax. At the end of the year, okay, gather everything. At the end of the year, bring your tax. The government said, no, 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 no. We will never do, make such a mistake. We will take it soon. As soon as, before we even give it, as soon as you work for it, before we give, we take the tax that belongs to us before it comes to you. That's why anytime you go and get a job, they tell you, your salary is 6,600. 
Then you'll be working. Charlie, I'm going to get 6,600. You go to work. First week, 6,600. 6,600. 6,600. 6,600. No problem. When you finish, today is 20, 29th payday. You go and sleep. As you are sleeping, 6,600. 6,600. 6,600. No problem. Midnight, you hear? Then your heart begins to beat. 6,600. 6,600. 6,600. When you take the phone and you look, you draw 5,200. 5,200. <laughs> and when it's your first time, you start to get angry. I've been robbed. I've been robbed. Tomorrow I'm going to toy toy at the office. No problem. When you get there, they just open the, they give you the pay slip. Then they, they start to show you. Do you know something? You say, oh, I, you said my salary was 6,600. I say, yes, that's what is written at the top. So where is the rest? Ramaphosa and his government, they've taken their tithe already. Take, so many, take everything before it gets you. Then you, you'll be angry going 5,200, 5,200, 5,200. As though that's not enough, the government says that we still have to tax Zippo even further. So anytime you are going to buy something, you see the first one you have paid is called income tax. The tax on your income. After that, then we have what we call indirect tax. In most places, some places use what we call value added tax. VAT. No VAT. Yes. So when you go, you are going to buy bread. The government puts vet on it. So as soon as you pay for the bread, there's a portion of the money you are paying. That's not for the bread. It's for the government. So when you go, how much is Sasco bread? 15 rands. 15 rands. By the time you go and see, in the 15 rands, there's about 1 rand 50 which is not part of the cost of the... It's not the plastic that holds the bread. It, look, the bread itself inside is like 10 rands. The plastic is like 3 rands, something. The writing on the plastic, everything. But extra has been added to the cost, which is 1 rand 50, which goes straight to the taxman. By the government. Anything you buy, you buy fuel is there. You buy electricity is there. You buy water is there. You buy milk is there. You buy fish is there. You even you buy clopper meat is there. Anywhere you shop at, sir. Ask for me, I don't pay you, you don't pay what? Once you eat, you pay it. It's inside. It's already inside. 15% of it, they take it. Straight. But God is not like that. God says, I want to see those who obey me, those who not obey me. So take everything. But after you have taken everything, bring the portion that belongs to me. Then I will know that really, you are grateful people. You come and you say, thank you. And you bring it. May you be among the group that will be faithful. And bring it. Number two. Second reason. I don't know how many reasons he gave you, but 
Second reason. God established the tithe for people to remember where he took them, he, he has lifted them from. God established the tithe so that you and I will remember where he, God, has lifted us up from. Verse 4, Deuteronomy 20. And the priest shall take the basket out of your hand. That is the basket that contains your tithe. He shall take it out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord. Then verse verse 5. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. So you declare your state, what you used to be. He said, my father was a Syrian. He was ready to perish, ready to die, ready to be destroyed. He was on his way to destruction. That was my father's state. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few. He just had very little. When he went to Egypt and he became a nation great, mighty, and populous. So he increased. So I was a little, but as the month has ended, I have increased. I've increased. I've become great. I've become mighty. I've become populous. Many of you are around the 10th, 11th, 11 and a half to 12th of the month. I mean, you can't even think. Even when you sleep, you are careful what to dream about because if you go and break somebody's thing in your dream, you don't have money to pay for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have money to in your dream. If you, you, you cause it, you don't have money to pay. If you pick a taxi, and you, you don't have money to pay. So you are careful. When you sleep, you don't dream. Stay where you are before you cause a problem in the night. Around the 14th and 15th, you are angry with everybody at home, at work, everywhere. Anybody who calls you, even people who WhatsApp you. I mean, can you marry 087? Hollard. Hollard, Hollard, or um, what's the name of your funeral parlor? Abbott. Abbott call you. You don't have a policy without. Then you start shouting at the machine. You start shouting at the automated machine. The computer that has called you, you have started to shout at the computer. Yeah, you'll be talking with the machine back and forth. Press one, then you press. Press two. You know that it's a machine. (laughs) You are arguing with the machine. Not that you are talking to an operator. You are arguing with the machine. Because you are broke. You are broke. You are so broke that even when the children see you, they run away. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, 20, 22, 23, finally 25. Something comes in. 5,200. Then now you have become happy. So when you come to God, you tell God that you, 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 a Syrian ready to perish. Was I? I almost perished. I thought, I thought much was difficult, but look, look, God. July, dear, yo. You see, even if we were coming to church Sunday, Sunday, that my friend in the choir, she would buy me Amakwenya to see my how far. But 
we were not coming to church. So no, I'm a kunya also. God, I have no idea how I survive, but I have survived. And I've come back to say thank you. And as I'm saying thank you, I'm acknowledging where you have taken me from and where you have brought me. Where you have brought me from. A Syrian red. Let's go on. This guy, there, he even goes even. And, and the Egyptians ill, evil and treated us and afflicted us and laid upon us bondage. That's how hard it was. Next verse. And when we cried, so when it was hard, we cried unto the Lord. God of our fathers. And he heard our voice and looked upon our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And look at what he did when we cried unto God. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched hand, with great terribleness, signs, and with wonders. That's how he brought us out. Now verse 9. brought us into a place and has given us this land even the land that floweth with milk. So he said when we cried God heard us and he's brought us into a good place. A situation that is better than the situation we had before. That's what he has so now we have come to say thank you. Verse 10 let's look at verse 10 verse 10 and now I have brought my first fruit of the land which thou O Lord has given me and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. Because of this, I have brought my tithe. I have brought my tithe. I have brought my tithe. God established the tithe so that you and I can remember what he took us through. Some of you were sick during the, the, the pandemic. You thought you were going to die. God brought you through. Some of you did not have a job. You got a job. God brought you through. Some of you had emotional issues. God brought you through. Some of you had academic issues. God brought you through. Come back to God and say, look, thank you for where you have taken me to from and where you have taken me to. That's it. But many of us don't do that. Because maybe sometimes there's just that one thing. You are looking for God, from from God. And God has not given it to you yet. You say, oh, 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 just me a job at Nestle. Or give me a job at uh, where? Absa. So because God has not given you a job at Absa, you say, oh, God has not done anything for me. Oh, God, give me a beloved. So because a beloved has not come, you feel God has not done it. But all the other things that God has done for you. You know, I told the first service something very remarkable about beloveds. Should I tell you? I don't know whether I should tell this service. One of the things that I'm surprised about, okay. let me tell Pastor Nzi. Okay. No, don't listen. One of the things I'm surprised about, you are not smiling. One of the things I'm surprised about, when sisters, usually happens to sisters, it also happens to brothers, but usually it's with sisters. You see, when they say they are looking for a beloved, and that's you, oh God, I want a beloved. And as they are looking for a beloved, God-fearing man, somebody who will marry them, whilst they are looking for the beloved, they are busy hanging out with somebody else or some other guys, other types. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's really, really amazing. It's, it's so amazing. That there's another guy. I mean, there are guys. So I, sometimes I ask, so this guy, you see, recently I, 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 had a, I, I blessed a wedding. And after the wedding, I was having a chat with somebody. And then the one thing led to another. And then two plus two became four. And then we were going. So just come along, you know. And I, I asked the I said, oh, may you find somebody like this to marry you? And so, oh, yeah, I receive it. May this prophecy come to pass. Then I, it occurred to me that, ah, why is she receiving this? May you find, so I said, ah, you, are you, are you available? She said, oh, yes. I mean, that day I had a chat with different people, you know. I said, yes. I said, ah. Then I thought about it. I said, ah, but the guy you are with right now. So, but I'm on the market. I'm available. So, the guy who's there right now, what is he doing? What, 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 what? So, they are occupied, but they want God to also bring them. So, usually I ask, the guy who's there, is he keeping the engine warm or the engine running? What, what is his job? What is his duty? It's just... It's just, it's just idling, zoom, 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 zoom. It's revving the engine, zoom, 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 to keep the engine so that when the, guy, uh, the real guy comes, the car is ready to move. Yeah, it's ready to move. So it's re- you know Formula 1, when they are coming to race, the car is already in gear, ready to move. And then they are revving, and they lift up the back tire so that the car doesn't move. Because it's not like now that when they say go, you are now coming first, second. No, 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 no. The, the car is already revving at top speed. So as soon as they go, no, they let the car down and the car jets off. That's why, and uh, that was the guy's name. Michael Schumacher is the young one. Luke Hamilton. That's how they, yeah, the car is already in motion. So this guy is already revving. And some of these guys with this big foot, these big footed guys, even they are idly, their foot is so heavy that as it's on the pedal, the car is already shouting, vroom, 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 vroom. Because the guy's foot is very big. This, this, this size, size 11, size 12 type of guys with their foot. Size 12 foot. Then the fuel is burning out in her. The car is overheating. The radiator cannot handle it. The water is finishing in the car. Because the guy's foot alone. Yeah, he's just idly no. The car is just supposed to be there. But the weight of the foot. These people who wear safety boots. safety Those who work for municipality. Safety boots. Put their safety boot on it. The weight of the shoe is revving the engine. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And as for Fridays, he gets angry. So he just steps on that. Boom, boom, boom. By Saturday, the car has gotten overheated. He has blown the top gasket. So by the time the real person God has prepared come, your top gasket is blown. I say your top gasket is blown. That's why you always have emotional problems. Every day crying. Somebody has blown the top gasket. Yeah. If you're another rough guy, a colored guy, he has broken the pistons. Yeah, a colored guy. With Kelly hair, he has broken the pistons. are broken. So when, when the oil goes, it's just like, it's broken. 
Ya, 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 ya. <laughs> May you wait for God's time. May you wait for God's time. And some of you brothers are also like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are also like that. So you have developed cravings that cannot be satisfied by anybody living or dead. Yeah. So somebody's poor daughter marries you, she has made a problem. Number three. God established the tithe as a prayer of thanksgiving. As a prayer of thanksgiving. He says, and you shall take the basket out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord. And thou shalt speak and say unto before the, and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready. So when you come with your tithe, this is what to say. This he's giving them a prayer to say. It says a Syrian ready to perish was I, was my father. Verse five. A Syrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down to Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. Verse six. And the Egyptians evil and treated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried on the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked upon our affliction, our labor, and our oppression. Eight. And the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand, with an outstretched hand, with great terribleness and with signs. And with wonders, verse 9. And, I, and he brought us out of this place. And had given unto and has given us this land. Even the land that flowed with milk and with honey. You come without prayer. And now I have brought my tithe. So when you come from there, that's the prayer. You pray, this was my situation. And God brought me. It was terrible. It was difficult. Sometimes I wasn't well. Sometimes I struggle. When your nasfas comes, there are people in your situation that don't have nasfas. It's not automatic. There are people in school with you that did not pass. You didn't pass by just magic. God gave you a chance to scrape through. Some of you even scrape through. And it's unfortunate that those the people who just scrape through with plus one minus one. They are the ones who don't come and say thank you, Lord. So it says when you come, that tithe, you, you, you bring it as a prayer to God. Some of many of us know when we pray our father, which are that's only the prayer. But when you come and you give an offering, it's also a prayer. Acts chapter 10. It's also a prayer. The Bible talks about Cornelius. Acts chapter 10, reading from verse 1 through to verse 4. The Bible says, And there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of a band called the Italian band. A devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave to the people and prayed to God always. And he saw in a vision, evidently in the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is this, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms. Thy prayers and thy arms. Thy prayers and thy arms are cut up 
a memorial. Many of your prayers are not receiving answers because they don't have any financial backing. There's no money backing it. I said there's no money backing it. There is, there is no money backing it. He says, this man Cornelius, his prayers were there. Then his offerings were also there. Psalm, Psalm 20, we read in the first Psalm 20 verse 1, the Bible says, the Lord remember you in the time of affliction. Psalm, is that it? Yeah. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the Lord God of Jacob, defend thee. Now look at verse 3. Or let's do verse 2. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Verse 3. And remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. In the time of trouble, God is looking for your offerings. Many of us remember God when we are in trouble. But when we remember, God also remembers us in the time of trouble with our offerings and our tithes. That's when God remembers us. When your tithes and offerings are before God, he remembers you in your time of trouble. In your time of trouble. When you are in trouble, that's when God remembers you. Yeah, let's let's look at his tithe words. Let's look at his offerings. You have made yourself sad that as for me when I come to you, I will never give anything. When you are in trouble, God also says, ah, but this guy doesn't give anything. Let him suffer a little. He deserves it. Who told him to go looting? If he has gone looting, they have shot him and his back is paining. Let it pain him a little. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the scripture is not true. As a pastor, I've gone to a, through a season where my church members argue with me when I preach. So now I have to leave them to the Bible. Argue with the Bible. Me, I'm a man, I'm just like you. I can't get it wrong. Argue with the Bible. Argue with the Bible. He says, and remember. He's talking about the times that God is, what God is saying. And remember all thy offerings. And accept thy burnt sacrifice. Yeah. In time of trouble, God remembers your, your prayer. And your arms, your prayer, and your arms. How many of you remember people who give things to you? Yeah, me too. As a pastor, when somebody gives you something, I always remember. I try not to forget. I try hard never to forget. Yeah, yeah. You see, it's like this. Maybe you are a sister. Then there are two brothers. One comes. He says a lot of nice things. You know, I'm going to take you from, I'm take, going to take you to heaven and back. I'm going to take you out for lunch. I'm going to be good to you. Then the other one comes. He also says the same thing. But he does it. He backs what he's saying with his money. I mean, if you are making a choice. Ah! This, this is a no-brainer. The one who does backs what he's saying with his mula. Yeah. Not this guy who's just talking like a radio. What's the difference between a metro and radio? What's the radio station that we have? 
Metro FM. What's the difference? You just hear the same thing. That's it. Yeah. God also remembers your offering. It comes to him as a prayer of thanksgiving. When you give your tithe. That's how it comes to him. My time is almost. Let me give you one more. So Paul says to the church of Philippi. It is talking to them about giving in Philippians chapter 4. Maybe let me just read this one. Then I'll start. Oh, let me give you. It, it says, for even, verse 16, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessities. You sent money to me to meet my needs. Verse 17, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that it may abound in your account. I desire fruit that may abound in your account. So, so me, when people give things to me, I remember, say, oh, Bishop is looking for a gift. Please, I look at me. Do I look like I need a gift? I mean, let's be serious. My eyes are working by the grace of God. My fingers are moving. I've not eaten, but I don't look hungry. I say, Jesus. Yeah. But he says, I, I deserve fruit of you that it may abound. Is it your account at FNB? No, your heavenly account. Let me abound to you. Number four, I give you number four. I introduce number four to you. Number second service, it looks like you are quicker. I don't know. Number four, because I have three minutes. God established the tithe so that you will enjoy the 90% knowing that you have given God what is due him. God established the tithe so that you and I can enjoy the 90% knowing that we have given God what is due him. What is due God? I read from verse 10, Deuteronomy 26 says, And now behold, I've brought the first fruit of the land which the Lord has given unto me. And thou shalt set it before the, the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord the, thy God has given to thee and unto thy house. Thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among thee. When thou hast made an ending to all, thy, all the tithing of thine increase in the third year, with the Lord, which is the year of tithing, and has given it unto the Levite and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow, that thou mayest eat within thy gates and be filled. It says, after you have done that, then you can freely eat and be full. Freely enjoy the 90%. Freely. After you have given your tithe, then you can freely. It's like a child who has not done his homework and is watching cartoons. You have not done, you have not cleaned the house. You are playing on your phone. What is going to happen is that when your parents come and they will come. I said, when your parents come and they walk, is that Zama? Okay, that's a new look. It's also good. When your parents come and they will come, the phone will be taken from you. The cartoons will be taken from you. The TV will be turned off. Yeah. 
But if you will be tender, you have not done what you should do. You are busy enjoying yourself. Hey! So that's, that's the situation of many of us Christians where we have not given God what is due him. And we are busy chopping what is there. You're eating ice cream. Eating things that don't belong to you. Yeah, meanwhile you are holding God's what belongs to God. You have not paid. But here he says, when you have, after you have given it, then you can freely enjoy. God wants you to enjoy. But he wants you to enjoy the 90% that belongs to you. Not the 10% that belongs to him. Some of us, we are not satisfied until we eat the 10% that belongs to God. Even some of us, we, let, we are going to pay the 10%. We let it lie down in our things. I, I'm using it to boost my bank balance. You are using God's money to boost your bank balance. We let it lie so that we feel rich. We feel that, oh, there's still more. There's still more. So as you are wasting money at KFC, you just feel that there's still more. Meanwhile, you are counting God's money in addition to it. It is after you have given it, then you can freely, freely enjoy what God has given you. You, you can eat and be satisfied. May you eat and be satisfied what belongs to you. From today, make yourself a tithe payer. Somebody who honors God and pays tithe. So that you can enjoy the part that belongs to you. For some of us, the reason why what, what you, are, you, you have, which legitimately belongs to you, you can't enjoy. is because you have not given God's part to him. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us that even to have something and to enjoy it is also a blessing from God. God has to bless you to enjoy it. This church... To enjoy the church, God has to bless you to enjoy it. Your marriage, to enjoy it, God has to bless you to enjoy it. Your school, to enjoy it, God has to bless you to enjoy it. Your car, to enjoy it, God has to bless you to enjoy it. Anything you are doing, anything that you have to enjoy it, God has to put a blessing on you to enjoy it. So, you may, so, so, so that's why you go to the village. You see a girl in the rural area. She doesn't have any, look, she doesn't have even the phone that you have. The, her phone is a... It's a, it's a, that mobicell, mobicell, mobicell. It just rings. You answer, then you reject. Even SMS, the screen, even the way the screen is, she only gets SMS from Af Bob, um, uh, funeral parlors, um, clientele life. When she gets, she says, "Wow." You know, those days when generations was there, there used to be a, 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 a SMS, the word house, and win a kaya. How many of you remember it? Uh-huh, and win a kaya. You see the win a kaya people? Yeah. That's what she gets. And she says, oh, win a kaya. Then she will say house. Then they charge two runs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all she has. But she's happier than you with your iPhone 11. Than you with your Huawei, the latest Huawei P something, P35, P28, P1000. You can't enjoy it. Yeah, you, can't, you can't even enjoy you, Data, you have data. She doesn't have data. She doesn't even do data. She's happier. Running after cows the whole day. 
she's happy running. Thank you that you are in the city. She sleeps in the rendezvous with her mother, grandmother, brothers, all of them, but they are happy. You sleep and you see your toe has gone into somebody's mouth. Then he's also dreaming that he has a lollipop, so then he's sucking the toe. <laughs> Folks, it's been a blessing. Stand to your feet, let a word of prayer. Next week, God willing, we continue. Next week, God willing, we continue. I want you to pray for yourself just shortly as I close. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. I want to be a tithe payer from today. Holy Spirit, explain. Even as the pastor was preaching, I, I, I didn't understand what he was saying, but Holy Spirit, explain it to me. Explain to I want to be a tithe payer. I want to be a tithe payer. Lift your voice and just begin to pray for yourself right now. I want to be a tithe payer. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Explain it to me. Teach me. Help me. Lord, help me. Help me. Make me a, make me a faithful person. Somebody who honors you with my tithe and with my first and best. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help us, Lord. Help us. I don't want to be left out of this blessing of those whose bands will be filled with plenty and whose presses shall burst out with new wine. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, help us, make us a hundred percent tithe paying church, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, help us. Father, lift your hands, let me pray. Father, behold every hand that is lifted up. Mighty Holy Spirit, speak to every one of them. Teach us, explain to us, make us understand even further your truth and your word. Help us to become tithe-paying Christians. Christians who honor you with our first fruit and, and, and our substance in the name of Jesus. Let none under the sound of my voice be a disobedient child of yours in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, we give you glory. Ensure your word to to to, to happen in our lives that our our bands will be filled with plenty and our, our presses best out with new things. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. Oh, say a better amen. You are coming into a season of plenty and a season of new things as you honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know whether I'll go to heaven when I die or not. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came by yourself. But you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, it means when you die, you will go to hell. Jesus wants us to choose him. So that when he comes, he will also choose us. So, you want to choose Jesus today. You want to choose. I want to give you an opportunity to choose Jesus. To ask him to come into your heart. 
to be the Lord of your life. If you are here like that, with every eye closed, please, every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to choose Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. Lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please help me to choose Jesus. Lift your right hand. Lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please help me. Help me to pray this prayer. Help me to pray. Lift your hand high above your head. High above your head. High above your head. I'll pray with you. If your hand is lifted up, come to me. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me, my sister. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pray this prayer with me, my sister. Look at me, please. And pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for this one. I plead your blood to wash her completely, transform her into a new person. In the name of Jesus, write her name indeed in the book of life and give her a new life from today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.